get to this coming up on that movie Chappaquiddick about uh, Kennedy um, and crashing that car and that woman drowning and why didn't he go to the police earlier and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a warning on the movie mm. to viewers that's getting a lot of attention. Bring that up a little bit later because it's kind of interesting. All right. So uh, I was out for the last couple of days. I did part of the show, and then I had to zoom off to jury duty. I was picked for the jury and served on the uh, the trial jury. Once again, abandoning the show during its time of need, during the Stormy Daniels controversy. Oh, boy. Merely when we needed to, your commentary. Merely to selfishly execute the sacred constitutional right of trial by jury, the Sixth Amendment. Yeah, we should say for the 1,000th time, we're, we're into the uh, you should serve on juries, not the here's a clever excuse to get out of it. Yeah, don't, don't do that, and, and I'll get into that more. Now, I've been promising you for the entirety of the show that I would give you stirring and dramatic tales of justice. Well... Be prepared to experience what it's like to be my friend, my spouse, or my employer. I'm going to disappoint you. (laughs) All I want to know is if you were the foreman, and if not, did you start a plan to overthrow the person who was? You left left out your parents in that list of people you're disappointing. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's an excellent point. Uh, So uh, here's, here's my opening statement. Number one, Jack... You may take any tone you like and ask any question you like. I think I'll take this tone. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And then you got Sean doing his Jim Nance. That'll be great radio. Hello, friends. All right, stop it. So, (laughs) I, however, am going to be uh, pretty conservative in my comments for a couple of reasons. Number one, I was there as Joe Citizen, not Joe Radio Personality or member of the working media. You didn't every time you were uh, given the opportunity to talk, you didn't say, as heard on the Armstrong and Getty Show weekday morning, 6 to 10. <laughs> I'm radio's Joe Getty. I did not. I did give frequent time checks. It's 807, Your Honor. But, hey, hey, I've asked you twice now to be quiet, sir. You're in the jury. Be quiet. Justice it's 808 and tra- now, sir. Justice and traffic on the 10. <laughs> the, other, the other thing is... When you serve on a jury, unless it's some civil case involving, you know, <laughs> Rand Paul's neighbor angry that he's blowing his grass clippings or something like that, unless that's the situation, you are uh, you are there as people bear the details of what is probably the worst day of their lives. You add that to the fact that, depending on the case or the crime, yeah, right. I'm just I'm just thinking about I would about, say in in most cases if it gets to trial. My 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 only family experience, my my mom, I almost said my wife. My mom was on a jury one time and it was some sort of dis- dispute over like zoning and water pipes. Right. That was well, like just I said some civil matter that's, yeah, it was just right. Just nothing. Yeah. Uh, if it's a criminal matter though. Oh, that'd be rough. Right. Um okay, so and the other reason I'm going to be, uh, you know, a little careful with what I say for now, someday down the road, I'll tell you everything. But the people involved are fairly young, and you know, the system did what the system does. Now get on with your lives. Good luck. We're all, you know, we'll all go our separate ways. And it just it feels unfair to to amplify a lot of it. By throwing it out to many, 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 many thousands of people. Can you tell us what it was about? America. Yes. Uh, it was a domestic violence thing. 
Uh, mostly, there was a secondary charge that'd take a while to explain. Uh, harassing phone calls, essentially. Husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. Uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, and uh, and we ended up acquitting the gent, um, uh, just because the the uh, his guilt wasn't proved beyond a reasonable doubt. What do you What are you charged with? Um, what what what's the crime? Well, there are a variety called? of crimes. Uh, essentially, assault on a domestic partner, that sort of thing. Um, through harassing phone calls, interesting. Well, no, that's a different charge. That was a different count. Um, and uh, you know, like I say, it was you know, it was obviously uh, you know, people uh, go through rough times and the rest of it. I will tell you this: you asked me, do I feel better or worse about the justice system? And I said both. Um, it's really good to see that people on the jury. And both juries I served on clear to uh, to uh, uh, verdict don't want to deny somebody their freedom or or you know have big fines levied or something like that unless the government proves the case. They're you know anybody who has the if they got arrested they must be guilty is tossed off the jury. So it's it's a group of people who think okay let's figure out whether the case is proved and whether this person ought to be denied their freedom or their money or whatever else is going to happen. You're not allowed to contemplate what the punishment might be. They tell you not to. Um, That's interesting. I, I will tell you this, and I'm going to be very measured in my comments for now. Down the road, I'll tell it because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. To deliberate with a jury is one of the most interesting experiences you will ever have in your life, even if it's a fairly short deliberation like yesterday was. It was essentially a day and a half trial. Um the way different people take in information and either have or do not have the capacity for reason is amazing. Some people have never developed the capacity to reason, to assess objective information and process it. They have no, either no capacity for it or no desire to. And they go immediately to their prejudices and assumptions. I got a question. But and, and declare their prejudices and assumptions to be irrefutable fact. I just thought of a question, but there's no way you'd answer it, so there's no point in asking That could it. be interesting for the folks to hear me not answer it. Go yeah. ahead. I wouldn't answer it if I were you, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, of the, of the 12 people that are uh, jurors, it was 12, I assume? Yes, yeah. plus an um, alternate. Yeah. How many of them would you want judging you? Uh, perhaps we'll discuss that down the right. road. I know I wouldn't answer it either. But Sev- uh, I'll say several of them. But several, I'd be perfectly fine but with But several of them definitely not. I don't know. Uh, you could assume that. Yeah, uh, sure. That's uh, interesting right there. Which I suppose is not surprising. Look uh, around you at work or at uh, the grass station or whatever. That's gas, not grass. Um, and, and say, that'd be a funny name for a marijuana dispensary, though. What I, want, I copyright it right now. Would I want these people deciding whether I'm guilty or not in a complicated uh, legal matter? Just look around you. Well, mm, Anytime I, in your life. So Yeah. I will tell you this. You know, if you're in the justice system and this is wrong, uh, feel free to email mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Or uh, Texas 415-295-KFTC. My recollection of hearing people talk about it is that defense attorneys don't want a super smart jury because if you can't follow the facts and the times and who said what and the rest of it, you're going to have reasonable doubt because you just don't you don't get it. So you might end up on a jury because they think you're not very smart. Yes. So if you've been on a jury, you have to at least consider the fact that 
that maybe you were on it because they didn't think you were very smart. Why is everybody oh. looking at me right now? That's interesting. Yeah. Um, or if you make it onto juries, maybe it's because they think you are smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never made it past the uh, like the opening rooms. So. Well, there are plenty of people on the jury who are very, very smart, this jury. So, you know, it's 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 not a universal thing. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, you know, the... Can you give us the racial makeup the, of the jury? Uh, male, female, ages. It was, it was a fairly balanced male, female. Um, uh, it was mostly white, but that's not shocking given where I was. Um, which I'm not going to talk about. But. I always thought it'd be interesting. Maybe this is what happened. You 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 go through the whole thing, then you get in the room, and in, in your mind, you're thinking, "Well, this person's clearly guilty, or this person's clearly not, or whatever." Mm-hmm. And then somebody else has the opposite opinion, and you think, "Oh my god, yeah." I just assumed we all thought clearly, you know, this. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this: we came to a unanimous verdict, and it didn't take a terribly long time. Were there people who you saw change their mind by the evidence or stuff? I don't even know if how would you, you would know that, but did, did people seem open to the process of? Taking in the information and adjusting as they went. In some cases, some absolutely not. Okay. Um, Did you ever consider dragging out the deliberations to get another free meal? No, (laughs) as a matter of fact, exactly the opposite. Mm. Yeah. I got a tea time, so let's wrap this up. Not per se, no. How about, well, no, I I wasn't going to go there. I'll go there someday. I will go there someday. I I will tell you this, though. For the second time on a jury... The person running the prosecution had just gotten the case. I don't know why in the first trial I did. In this one, it's because the person who was supposed to handle the case had a family emergency and couldn't. Um, and I will respect their privacy. Um, and so the, the person trying the case for the state was like had just gotten it. And so was not like super geared up, ready, prepared for weeks, all their ducks in a row to put the quote unquote bad guy behind bars. How frustrating would that be if you're the victim of something and that happens? Uh, yeah, that would that would be really, really frustrating. You know. Frustrating is the wrong word. Yeah. You'd be you'd be blind mad. Yeah. Having said that, I have no qualms at all about acquitting the defendant. In the system worked. It was the right verdict. Um but uh, the system worked. That's right, Janet. I, I will tell you this. You know, they say you never learn so much as when you're teaching and, and, you know, raising kids is this incredible mirror on yourself and humanity. And you learn so much. Get on a jury and and go through the process and understand that you have mostly surrounded yourself with people like you in your life. Um, except, you know, at work, you get thrown together with various sorts of people. But even in the work environment, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say uh, there are there's a lot of similarities, certain self-selecting factors based on careers. Absolutely. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Get into a situation where you have to interact over a significant amount of time with people who are thrown together randomly. And you will learn you will learn, you know, five college semesters about human beings. Are you pro-professional jurors? We've had a couple of people text that. Yes. 
What yeah. is, what is I, that I came out of the last experience the same way. You remember, I'll tell you a story about my last jury experience. Maybe we could, after after the break. Right after this, and we'll explain yeah. what a professional jury is, is that's a regular, like, talk radio sort of topic. Should we have professional juries? That's come up a number of times in my career. I, I'm, it's, it's, a good, it's a good topic. It's a good thing to, like, think about. Yeah, let's dive into that next segment, and I'll tell you about my jury, you know, back in the day, because I'm willing to be uh, utterly heartless in that discussion. I think if I was going to be on trial for something, I like the idea of a professional jury rather than just a random selection. I think. Mm. Maybe somebody can argue me out of that. Mm. I think I'd like a collection of half-wits. Really? <laughs> Depends on what my supposed crime was and whether I'm well, guilty or not, I suppose. Not that I have ever served, or certainly recently, with any of those people. Right. They're all very nice people. Exactly. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, uh, we got some text. Joe talking about being on a jury. Um, Tell you what, judge, attorneys, bailiff, you know, virtually all, all of the jurors, Everybody took their job really seriously. So on that level, you know, I uh, the justice system works, and it's good that we have trials. You remember we talked to the, the New York Times guy about testifying, about cops who might lie on the stand, that sort of thing. Oh, there are cops who testified, too, and they seem to be great, earnest police officers. Um, it's good that you have trials. You've got to test the state's evidence and just not bully people into pleading out. Um, on the other hand, it's time-consuming and expensive. And we don't fund it properly. So, yeah, as a people. Um. Uh, so we're talking about, you know, you look around you and do you want to you just look around you wherever you are today at various times? Think, would I would I like 12 of these people to judge me on some complicated case? Mm-hmm. And don't and, do uh, it at work. Do it at the convenience store. Even at work, we got this text. I would flee the country before I'd let my low IQ coworkers decide my fate. I uh, sympathize. Yeah. Might yeah. be your situation. Um, I was once called to jury duty, and the prosecution didn't want smart people. Anyone with a degree or management experience was dismissed by the DA. Yeah, it, it really depends on the dynamics of the case. If it's the poor little guy beset by the mean manager, when you want poor little guys. Well, the closest I ever got to being on a jury, I've only ever even made it into the room where they ask questions once. Um, and they booted me off because um, they, they posited the question, is your life more about uh, decisions you make or the circumstance you were born into? And I, I said decisions you make. And so I was automatically out of there because obviously they're trying to make an argument that this poor person who'd committed a crime is born into a horrible situation. Right. So, they had no, t- they're really there. Right. Exactly. So, so my, fate had uh, spelled out their fate. Right. That's a good sentence. <laughs> Well, no, because that's fate, the verb, right? You're fate, guilty the... of redundancy. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got I'd like this to one. Bleed, Your Honor. <laughs> we got this one. I'm pro professional jurors, which I've heard put out there as an argument in a number of times. And I guess it would be an idea of um, you, you just you, you, maybe we all go through it. It's like uh, it's like some service you do to your community. Well, we all get a year where we're on a professional jury. And and they put us on there, and we show up, and we understand how the whole thing works, sure. and we're there, and or and, something like that, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 
as opposed to random every single trial, different people. Two points on that. Uh, number one is a beautiful example of how stupid bureaucracies are, even if they're trying hard. Um, but I'll get to that in a second. So a jury I was on a long time ago, um, and I've talked about this a little bit before, if you've heard the story before, but it was about a, a, a poor immigrant dude who desperately needed his car to get to work, and another dude had his car and wouldn't give it back to him, and they ended up beating the hell out of each other. Um and, and the guy, the car owner, ended up getting the best of the other guy, so he was on trial for assault and battery. One of the jurors was a blind lady who said in deliberations and could not be removed from it, I just don't know why anybody would make such a big deal over a car. I don't believe it happened. Because wow. she had never driven <laughs> and couldn't relate to it. And there was another lady on the jury who said, no, 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 we need to really trust blind people because they have special intuition. And she had this, like, magical Whoa. thinking view Whoa. of the blind lady. And I said, no, no, no. This guy is going to lose his apartment. He's supporting children. He has to have his car. You would be impassioned about that. No, I just, I don't think so. Well, once somebody says. I was like, well, where, where do you go from here? Well, that's what I was going to say. beating and maybe threatening to hurt them. I mean, where, where, how else are you going to move them from that idiotic point of view? Well, she's blind. Maybe scary noises. Oh, um, boy. Oh, boy. Looking forward to that meeting. Anyway. Moving the saying? furniture around. So. so <laughs> okay. Please stop. So, but yeah. So where do you go from there? Once somebody makes a statement, I don't think anybody would fight over that. I just think, okay, we're done here. We're right. never going to get anywhere with this. I mean. And and there, and again, this is the old jury. jury. This is years ago. There was one, um, there was one uh, gal who just, uh, she was just, she was born with not a great brain and just was dumb. Um, and which is not her fault at all. Um, and you just. She was going to vote the way everybody voted, and that's fine. Maybe that's but okay. That, that, that story right there. So I don't need to know the current story. Right. Because that story was, was such a good illustration. So if I have one person who says, I can't imagine anybody committing this crime, okay, I'm screwed here in terms of having a conversation, I would be thinking. Right. And then if the other person says, blind people have special intuition, intuition so we should listen to them, okay. I got two people here that uh, there's just no reasoning with, so why don't we just go home? And that's two, well, I guess I gave three examples of, oh my God, what do I do with this? And I would say there were at least two more dynamics in that jury years ago that I thought, wow, I have no idea how to relate to this person, how to convince them of something, because an appeal to logic won't work. No, because I'd be sitting down thinking, oh, this is going to be some really interesting legal wrangling over the this or that. No, No. it's just a blanket. I can't believe anybody would commit this crime. So, go okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the other thing, and this is really important, and this is... This is to everybody who was involved in that trial and everybody in the justice system. The instructions to the jury are way, way, way too long. They're far too complicated. They go into, they deal with all sorts of different kinds of evidence and how to deal with them in the jury room. I will tell you two things. Number one, it's so long people have a difficult time paying attention to all of it. They're not sure they understand the terminology, and it doesn't do you any good when you get into the jury room because they ignore virtually everything you just said. It's got to be much shorter and and more fundamental. Otherwise, you're completely wasting your time. And I can see through the years how more and more and more got added to it. That makes perfect sense to me. What's coming up in your news quickly? Facebook now admitting data on most of its 2 billion customers is indeed vulnerable. We'll update you. Once again, once again. Stay tuned. A lot of comment on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Exactly. I should have been a criminal lawyer, though. I wish I could go back in time. Really? Yeah, I'd have been good at it. Man, I'd convicted some sons of bitches, I'll tell you what, whether they did it or not. The courtroom stuff would be uh, fun and exciting and an adrenaline rush, perhaps, or whatever, but... Man, there's an awful lot of research paperwork that goes into uh, no, being a lawyer for that, right? That I would Do you hate. have people for that. <laughs> I'd want to be the guy who preps the uh, the defendant for on the stand, right? Who does the role? Like, I don't want to actually want to do any of the courtroom stuff, but the the guy they call, hey, we we're gonna get you ready. We got a guy. They call me in. I come over, really nice suit, and I just start <laughs> grilling them. Like, hey, you need to be prepared for anything. <laughs> Wow. When was the last time that you ate a chicken? I'd so like you'd coach them up. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to be involved in dressing people to make them look less guilty. <laughs> or more believable or whatever. Right. Wow. That'd be a fun job. Well, this is obvious. we got to open up some sort of consultancy. You know? You look like a lion skank in that. Here, let me put you in this outfit. Right. For instance, mm-hmm. dude, 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 cover up your neck tat. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Exactly. It's called an ascot. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right, let's get the news now. Marshall Phillips. Well, Bloomberg, among others, are reporting that Facebook is now admitting data on most of its 2 billion users could have been accessed improperly by outsiders without the user's explicit permission, giving even more evidence of the ways the company has failed to protect people's privacy while generating billions of dollars in revenue from that same information. And this happens with every company. They lie to us about how many people's uh, information got stolen well, or heard, shared or whatever the case is. Right. I heard the bati-shirted antichrist, Mark Zuckerberg, saying, um, oh, God, I heard a guy on uh, cable TV last night call him Zuckerberg over and over again. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm questioning Where have you been? Yeah, I'm questioning your knowledge of the subject. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I, I heard the antichrist uh, say that well, what we did was we what we did was we came up with a number of people who were specifically compromised, and then we extrapolated the, the the maximum number of their friends who might have been blah blah blah. But yeah, but the whole point was that that Analytica, the Cambridge Analytica right. people, they got access to the people and all their friends. Right. This is oh, this is a different take, though. No, this is in okay. addition to the Analytica. Well, right, but that's what Zuckerberg was saying, that, yeah, that actually granted them access to everybody else's access, and so, all right, Right. well, tell us that the first time. Yeah, no, he he's saying, yeah, the uh, the Analytica uh, data breach now uh, probably involved as many as 87 million users rather than the 50 million they were first saying. This other thing they're talking about, though, involves a feature that let users enter phone numbers or email addresses into Facebook's search tool to find other people. That, too, was being used by malicious actors to scrape public profile information. Wow. So it's 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 breaches on a number of fronts. It looks like if you, Facebook point. is a data mining company yep. and they're not good at security, well, they don't care. They or never they weren't. They didn't care about it. It just was not um, an area of emphasis for them. Well said. Now this Monday, April check 9th, for the prosecution, huh? This Monday, April 9th, all users who had their data shared will be told of that via their Facebook feeds, along with a link to see what apps were used to collect information 
and how to delete apps they no longer want. So I got to go on Facebook to find out, making me more vulnerable yeah. again. Oh my goodness, it's all a trap. Facebook will never be the same again. They they may sur- they might survive this, but it will never be the same again. I, I absolutely agree. Just the general, the glow, their chakra has gone from sunny and yellow to kind of mucky and brown and not swamp watery. Yeah. Just people's image, their, their gut feeling about it, which is appropriate. I've been afraid of it since, you know, I first became aware of how it worked. All right, another quick note. The California Department of Motor Vehicles, the DMV, says now over one million illegals are carrying California driver's licenses. That's amazing. Announcement noting when Assembly Bill 60 passed in 2013, the DMV was required to issue licenses to people living illegally in the state as long as they could prove their identity and residence. And that's the way issues can change over a fairly short amount of time because it wasn't that long ago that the idea of driver's licenses for illegals, no way you could go there. Not a chance. And don't forget, when you get your license, you can register to vote and the checks on whether you're actually a legitimate citizen are practically non-existent. So go ahead and register, everybody. Well, and uh, Tucker Carlson was talking yep. about this the other night. Tucker Carlson on on Fox. He took Bill O'Reilly's job. He's a he's a bit of a scaremonger. He's a bit of a uh, you know he 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 gives you the worst possibility of every story, and um and and likes whipping you up. But he he said and he made a pretty good point. Illegals voting is coming, and he had a, a couple of guests on for ver- various activist groups who are arguing in in favor of illegals being able to vote. Right. If you live here in the United States, you should have a say in the system. I've been hearing that since college. There are yeah. plenty of people who believe that. And and he used the example of driver's licenses for illegals. And that 15 years ago, no way. You couldn't even start that conversation among the normal crowd. Now it's perfectly acceptable. I mean, it's just it is it's the law of the land right. in the biggest state in the country. He said that will happen for voting for illegals. This has been Nancy Pelosi's plan A for a very long time, and um, and it's fairly transparent. It, it's hard to argue with that because I would have I would have I would have bet you a thousand bucks fifteen years ago that they'll never give driver's licenses to illegals. Just can't happen politically. It won't happen, and it happened, and nobody even seems to care. Another TV reboot note, the Jersey Shore reboot (laughs) airs on MTV today. Jersey Shore Family Vacation was actually filmed in Miami. It features the original cast members, Snooki, Polly D, Wow, and The Situation. Boy, this is exciting news to no one, Marshall. I don't know. I've already talked to some people who said they're really looking forward to this. I want names. Who? Who did you talk to that said that? Right. <laughs> Are they, do they ever come around me? Do you want? Well, yes, they do. Do you want me to reveal? Sure. Yes, yes. I knew these people should be publicly outed. <laughs> oh, yeah, take away God. their yeah, right first to name, middle initial, and last name, please. Right. I'll give an illegal their driver's All license. Right. Uh, one of them. One of them. Our executive producer, Hanson. Oh no. Yes. Oh, yes. your driver's license. Yes. Moron. <laughs> I'm sitting right next to him. You're <laughs> contributing to the, the, the crumbling of our culture. Oh, awesome. Uh, you wanted to know. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience <laughs> of a nation. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, there's the, the new Chappaquiddick movie. I just wanted to mention this. There's a warning that comes with the movie that I found. Uh, I, I don't think I'd ever heard this before. Warning, don't drive with Ted Kennedy. <laughs> Jeez. Whoa. Huh? 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 All right, then. Uh, so, among other things that we need to get to on the program, we are going to talk our, to our military analyst that we like, Mike Lyons, about two things. We're not getting out of Syria. We were getting out of Syria. What's that mean? And uh, how does he feel about troops on the border? 
using our military for that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. The nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Manager at a Sonic restaurant in Mississippi recently posted a message asking customers not to smoke weed in the drive-thru. Meanwhile, Taco Bell offered them a light. <laughs> Hi, Oni. Oh, I get it. Pot smokers love the weed. Um, or, I'm sorry, obviously, they, they love the Taco Bell. I'm a little high myself. I'm wearing a Gryffindor Quidditch team t-shirt today. Wow. That my son has not seen yet, but he's going to flip when he sees it, as we are in the midst of reading the Harry Potter series. That a boy. He's super into it. Um, uh, Speaking of uh, books slash movies, the movie Chappaquiddick is out. We talked about it earlier, but it comes with a warning that's been getting a lot of attention. When you see the trailer on TV, at the end of the trailer, it says, contains historical smoking. And apparently, (laughs) apparently that's a thing. Because they 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 don't allow or trying to discourage smoking in movies because it makes right. it look cool to young people because it does. Right. It does make it look cool. They're pressure groups trying to limit it as much as possible. But they wanted this to be accurate from a historic standpoint okay. somehow, so it contains historical smoking. So the movie studio says, okay, well, please don't be angry at us. We'll warn people. How interesting. Well, because I know there's a thing I've heard. People who make TV shows in various interviews talk about there there are hurdles that you must leap through if you want to have a character of on your TV show smoking a cigarette. Oh, well, really? that's the suits upstairs. Yeah, most telling likely you as the creative team, we will get a ration of S. Yeah, so don't do it unless you have to. Yeah, and and if you do have it in there, you need to have another character kind of verbalize, hey, you know that's bad for you, right? Like those kind of weird little trade-offs if you want to do it. You know, it's funny. I kind of like it because it's the free exchange of ideas among private people. This is not a government-enforced program. I don't think the government has any role in it. Um, so, you know, I don't have any I, I, problem. I find that warning hilarious. Though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I go back and forth. this Because it does make it look cool. cool. I mean... Th- there is there is probably the only appeal of smoking that exists to me in my life was people I liked in movies smoking, Steve McQueen smoking or whoever, and it looked cool. The That's reason, probably the only place I ever saw it. The reason why it looks cool is because the suits and the offices are forbidding people to show them on the screen. Like, you are making it cooler by making it forbidden. Like, the, the, the only thing cool... If you ask any woman... Do you want a partner who smokes? And no. she doesn't much. She'll I, say no. Absolutely. But there's something about the counterculture rebel look that goes with, hey, I know this is bad for me and I smoke. That's the cool part about it, the fact that you're going against the grain. Mm-hmm. So making a grain for it to go against only makes it cooler. That's my theory. I'm they, Sean Thomas. They could have more movies where it's just a uh, the loser smokes and then they die halfway through the movie from a heinous disease. There you go. No matter what the plot is, maybe it's a rom-com, maybe it's a buddy cop thing, maybe it's uh, the new Harry Potter movie. Ron Weasley dies halfway through because he smokes. It's just got to be in every movie. I like a romantic comedy with whatever the current hot blonde is and right. uh, and, and whatever guy you want to put in it. And right. then at some point, he's talking out that hole in his neck. Right. Oh, yeah. You got wizards. And Why guys- are we breaking up? Why are we breaking up? You got wizards, guys on horses with swords and... And then whatever, and hobbits and all, and somebody's got to die of cancer halfway through for, from smoking that pipe. I like it. Contains historical smoking. Wow. Wow. 
Yeah. Contains regional masturbation. I mean... <laughs> Oh, no, people do it a lot in uh, the Netherlands, so uh, that's why we showed it some. Okay, that's all right, then. Okay, <laughs> as you were. These are odd times. I had something I was so excited to talk about. I'm telling you what, my brain is working worse the last two days than it has before, and it wasn't that good before. Wow. I'm going to wow. have to start writing down what I'm going to talk about in five minutes. So it, doesn't, uh, ground. so it doesn't slip out of my head. Looking forward to a chat with Mike Lyons in a few yeah. minutes. I'm particularly interested. We have a lot of ground to cover um, of the the new axis of something or other, probably evil. Turkey, Iran and Russia getting together to discuss the fate of Syria and the region. Maybe maybe we all think, well, good, you can have it. Why don't you work on the Middle East for a few decades? We're tired of it. I'm not sure we'd love how that came out, though. Uh, I got to text my wife to see if the tooth fairy came last night as uh, my son is now down five teeth from uh, from his peak. All at the same time. I don't remember having that many out at once. When I, of course, he, this one he hurried along before uh, nature wanted it to come out. And it, was, mm. it was a bloody mess. Wow, that's something. Some kids are the, I'm going to, I remember it when I was a kid. Some kids are the, it starts to wiggle, I'm going to get this out of here. Yeah. Bloody mess. I was the... I'm going to wait till nature yeah. pushes it out of my my head with exactly. the least amount of pain possible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I heard sometimes they fall out in your sleep. Let's uh, let's go for that. Huh? Yeah. He's, and yeah. your dad said, no, we can get that out. Yeah. Stay away from me. <laughs> my oldest son's best friend, actually, they came up with it. Him and his dad came up with the put a string around it, attach it to an arrow and shoot the <laughs> arrow and pulled it out of his I did the similar with the, uh, with the door close. But, you you uh, actually did the door close. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, I did that a couple huh. times. Wow. The arrow seems mm. exciting, though. I can, I can hardly even talk and about this. And Kit was on board, thought it'd be awesome. Like, I would have never volunteered for that as a child. Well, I'd imagine the pain would be excruciating. Well, of course, it's the opposite. You know, the more quickly <sighs> you do it, boom, and it's over. Watching Henry work on that last night in front of the mirror was making my, it makes my teeth hurt thinking about it right now. If you are a bow-wielding dad, though, just make sure you tie the string to the right tooth. You'd hate to have, you know... <laughs> Yeah, oh, I took kids, out one of your permanent molars. Dang it! <laughs> the kid's jaw into space. It's, it's terrible. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry that happened. Very careful with home dentistry. <laughs> That's our point. Armstrong and Getty may contain historical smoking. <laughs> and we should get that as part of our show. Remember, we were running, uh, uh, one of our stations at least was running public service announcements warning you against home dentistry. You remember oh, that? Because that's, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It sounds like a good challenge to me. I'm kind of a DIY guy. <laughs> I'm thinking about it, it, replacing my uh, garage door opener. I'm thinking I could probably do that. If it goes wrong, you know, those super powerful springs will kill somebody, but uh, I don't know. I'll read the directions. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things to catch you up on. There's a Navy chaplain that got fired because he sexed up a woman at a bar. I guess you're not supposed to do that as a um, uh, an officer in the uh, Marine Corps. Particularly if you're the chaplain. He sexed her up at the bar? In the bar. Oh, boy. Went Rick Pitino on her, huh? At some bar. Wasn't that Rick Pitino, the college coach yeah. who uh, yeah. enjoyed mm-hmm. carnal knowledge of waitress on the table, which is which is not only morally indefensible, but goes against several health codes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want anybody's bear hiney on my table. You're not supposed to do that. Um... YouTubers, a lot of YouTubers are saying, hey, that woman was crazy. They're showing their, her videos a lot on TV, and I'm, yeah. real, I'm conflicted on that. We're, we're hardcore. I've been screaming about that for years. 
But this, I don't know, because she was a YouTube sensation. Yeah, I've had a three-step process. Number one, I rejected the idea because of the Armstrong and Getty policy. We do not glorify these people. We do not read their manifesto. We do not air their list of grievances and make them famous. Then I thought, well, now, this woman is legitimately something like a TV star in part of the world. And you would think, wow, what does she do that's made her a star? How does that... Uh, how is that juxtaposed with her being so crazy she wanted to kill innocent people over YouTube policies? And so I'd think, yeah, okay, yeah, I could see wanting to watch those videos to get a complete picture. But then I arrived at the final Joe Getty policy, which is you do something like that, you're erased from the earth. Nobody's going to mention you anymore. Not only are we not going to make a big deal of your list of bitches and who you're mad at, we're never even going to mention your name anymore. You're gone. Out. Forget it. You're dead. Rot in the ground. And that's my final policy. But a lot of YouTubers, people who uh, have enough followers to make money off of YouTube, have said she's got a point about the crackdown on various videos. The shifting rules of YouTube's advertising program, their algorithms, it changes on a regular basis. This was what the crazy woman was complaining about. Doesn't justify her doing this at all, not even the tiniest bit. But she just raises a topic that apparently is a thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You're making money off your followers, and all of a sudden you wake up one day, you've got half as many followers. You don't know why they change their algorithms. YouTube won't tell you. Right. And you see thousands of other videos that appear to, quote-unquote, violate whatever you were supposed to have un- yeah. uh, violated. They're still up and running. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very frustrating. Is YouTube under any obligation to keep your career going? I, I, yeah, I don't know. That's, I think that's the question. I think that's the question. Do they have to have specified rules? And I don't know. It's I don't between know. you and them. We'll have to... Just we'll, don't shoot anybody. Maybe we'll talk about that more later. Mike Lyons, military strategist, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.